welcome everybody who's listening to this podcast. And um, my name is Josh, and this is my friend Labrado. We call him Labrado, but his first name is Justin. <laughs> so I knew him from a friend um, from our church who who invited him, and um, I think you came to our Tahoe trip before too, and we got to like hang out and talk. And I know you're really into like philosophy, and and you're also a Christian too. Mm-hmm. And so just you know, really interesting to see how um, you know somebody else thinks since how somebody else's journey is like and that's always you know i'm always curious because each person has a different journey right different things that um, happen in your life what you learn or your passion and so i'm always really curious and i think that's helpful for people to just reflect on their own life too you know because a lot of times we're just kind of stuck in our own minds or you know we're learning a lot of things but it's so important to explore different things whether good or bad so it just helps with your own value system your own beliefs and um i think that's just so important so mm-hmm. just yeah welcome thanks <laughs> we were just talking i was like wow hey you want to like do a podcast like i just started like last week literally just because i was like huh, i'm at home not doing anything well i'm busy with work but um i think that's something i've always had a heart for is mm-hmm. to you know reflect and talk and uh, you know just before this, you're talking about like critical thinking. Mm-hmm. And so I'm actually in my doctorate program right now. And so, yeah, all this stuff that I'm learning now is um, a lot about critical thinking, mm-hmm. theological reflection. And, and mm-hmm. that's why it's kind of good timing to even talk about this stuff. Because yeah. I'm feeling like, you know, it's such a challenge to, to go out and um, to explore other, other views, whether right mm-hmm. or wrong, and to, you know, kind of put it through the ringer. Because then I believe that at the end of the day, there is truth somewhere. Yeah. Um, I agree. It, it's just how you see it, right? And kind of understanding how we understand it. And with God, it's kind of crazy because there's so many things that's just unfathomable and so under, not able to understand. So those things are fun to explore. But I think mm-hmm. just not knowing those things actually helps us to know things. Oh, so, yeah. Right? It, so it's kind of interesting. At the very least, it gives us something to do. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and God about. created us. So we have, you know, we have these minds and he, he kind of puts this desire in our hearts to, to seek after truth, whatever yeah. that may be. And so for us as Christians, that's, that's him. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, we've got, um, yeah, just a couple of like interview questions and, and kind of talk about kind of who you are and your background and you know, what your passion is and things like that. And then we'll do this. You ask, I'll ask you a question and then you can ask me one. How's that? Okay. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah. Let me pull on my end. Is it okay? Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, no worries. No worries. And then I know I kind of slotted to five, but uh, um, one of the things too is I know it's so easy to just like talk and then have so much fun that like it'll feel like five minutes even though like six hours have passed so it's okay if we don't like finish anything i'm thinking we can do like yeah come back guys we'll do like multiple episodes mm-hmm. and that's the fun thing too if people have questions and things like that um mm-hmm. it might be fun to to discuss too yeah Okay, cool. So go first. Sweet. Okay, so um, yeah, so like, just tell us a little about yourself and like what makes you you and um, what do you do? Like you're a student and you're also working too. And yeah, like just how's that going and what do you do? Yeah, yeah it's going well. Um, yeah, I am. Um, 
I'm 24 years old. I'm a Mexican American, um, like fourth or fifth generation. Um, my family's been here a long time. Um, I don't know any relatives who are immigrants. So like, we're just here. We're vibing. I don't even speak Spanish. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, what do I do for work? I'm a supplemental instruction leader at Skyline College. Mm. Um, and that's like a TA, like tutor kind of hybrid job where I, um, I kind of sit in a classroom and I kind of act as a model student for two professors. And right after the classes, I have an hour long, like, um, it's essentially a tutor session, but we're trained mm -hmm. to tutor directly because it's supposed to be group oriented. Right. I like to call it facilitated study sessions. Um, like the official term is supplemental instruction, mm -hmm. where I kind of help students like sift through their notes and look through the book and kind of present the material in different um, ways so that they can understand it better. Mm -hmm. So they cater to like different learning styles that the professors won't really um, won't really cover in their individual teaching styles. Mm -hmm. You know, those professors are getting thousands of students um, a year. Yeah. And um, it's, it's hard to adjust your teaching style to every student. So that's why it's good to have like a little supplemental instruction and a supplemental instruction leader um, helping you out there. Yeah. So I'm sure they have like limited time too. I mean, they can only oh, yeah. do so much. So it's so nice to have different teachers and, you know, somebody else who's like not grading you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to help remember, you out. Yeah. I was talking to somebody um, and they were, um, they were kind of, criticizing a lot of professors for not really diversifying their teaching styles. And I think professors had that responsibility up to a point. Yeah. Like, if, you're, like, if your teaching style isn't working, then yes, definitely recognize that and, um, and like adjust. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're asking, if you're asking one person to adjust to like, again, like thousands of different students individually, that's kind of like, kind of absurd. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, that's part of the job too, is like helping students to, um, like know how to adjust their learning styles to mm -hmm. the professors that they get kind of get stuck with. Yeah. And then for our listeners too, like, um, can you describe what like the different learning styles are and oh, how does yeah, that work? Yeah. And yeah. So, um, you have like, um, you have audio based learning styles, which is like mm -hmm. lecture works very well for you and you can really just sit there and listen to people talk. And then that, that really just works for you. That's mm -hmm. my particular learning style. It seems to be pretty rare based on like the data. And yeah, that's right here too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's um, then there's um, I forget the official term for it, but there's there's like body-based learning. Kinesthetic. It's like very huh? Kinesthetic. Yeah, kinesthetic. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's very like hands-on, and it's yeah. easier to um, it's easier to learn if you're involving your body mm -hmm. or you're involving social interaction and stuff like that. And that's that's actually like. That's something that we're trained mostly for. Is oh, okay. Like Body-based kind of like getting people out of their desk and like up on the board and writing and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so like if you walked into a good SI session, mm. you would see um, probably the SI either sitting down or up at the board with the rest of the students. So nobody would be mm -hmm. sitting there. Would be on, everybody would be on the board like working on something. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, that's my job, supplemental instruction leader. Cool. And then there's visual too, right? Like people, oh, yeah, definitely. Like there's pictures visual, and see. There's, there's, um, there's musical. Um, oh, okay. And there's there's other ones too. I don't know them all off the top of my head. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah those we, are the three that I kind of know too. 
because mm-hmm. I learned that through school as well. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, like there are people who just experience life through, through touch and feeling and doing. They just work well yeah. with their hands or they have to like fix something to like understand it instead of reading like a manual, right? Or, or watching a video or something. So yeah, yeah that's always really interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this job. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, you got a question for me. I do, yeah. Let's see. Um, yeah, what made you want to be a church leader? Okay. Um, made me want to be a church leader. Uh, well, it wasn't it definitely not something that I set out to do. It wasn't like, you know how sometimes when you're growing up as a kid and people ask you like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like mm-hmm. church leader was definitely not one of them at all like being a pastor was not it um i started out with like being uh, i wanted to be like a whale trainer <laughs> like i want to work with animals right. i saw a movie that i really liked free willy if you know it <laughs> i was like that's so cool i want to work with animals and then i got interested in like airplanes i just mm-hmm. thought that was so fascinating like huge heavy machines that carry people and fly in the air that was like nuts mm-hmm. And I loved playing like airplane games online too. So I was like, okay, I'll be a pilot. Um, but that didn't work out because I heard like, oh, you have to have like really good vision, which is only for like fighter jets. But I think you can yeah. still, but anyways, so that was like, okay, well, can't do that. Um, so after a while, I was like, okay, well, I really enjoy movies and television and just stories in general. And we were talking about like learning styles, which is so cool because I loved how it was visual. Mm-hmm. It was and it was like audible, you know, like you're hearing and you're seeing and you can feel, right? And there was just so many things. Um, but I grew up as a, um, in a Christian family. Mm-hmm. And so I was very, at a young age, learning about, you know, God and his love. And I wanted to use music and film to share about God's love. Mm-hmm. So that's why I went into cinema. So I went to SF State, got my cinema degree. I just mm-hmm. wanted to like, do television and movies and share stories and like Pixar are so good because they're just such great storytellers and just makes you feel right. So I'm like, wow, this is just such a great tool. Mm -hmm. And so I think in my heart, God was already kind of preparing me um, Mm -hmm. to tell stories or to um, talk to people and understand them and help them to see God. Mm -hmm. Um, At that time I was like film, film's the way to do it. I was doing music at church. Music's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a time when, uh, our our church also has a school, a private school. Mm-hmm. And during that time, we had international students come to our college, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. to our high school. And they asked me, hey, Josh, like you, you're talented with music. Like you work with, you know, kids and, you know, you teach them about God. Like, can you come over and help us? So I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. So I came over, I was like playing songs about God and Jesus and I was sharing with them. <laughs> kids like did not care about god at all like these kids are from you know international so they're from like china it was already like a language barrier they came from vietnam and hong kong and um, a lot of these asian countries mm-hmm. and so they came already like without this american culture that we really take for granted too mm-hmm. you know like our american culture is kind of based on christianity and so we yeah. kind of take that for granted and so i was like wow this is weird i'm like sharing with them and they just don't care um, not only that, they didn't want to hear it. They like ignored me. And it was just mm. the weirdest thing. I was like, wow, even in, you know, our culture, it's like, you know how to like say, hi, how are you doing? You know, good morning or just being cordial. Um, they were, they were not at all. <laughs> so that was interesting. But yeah. that was the challenge. Cause I was like, 
okay, you know, after that, I was like, well, you know, I'm, I feel, I felt so useless. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, I'm not going to do this. And so I kind of, kind of quit a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think God really spoke to me as like, you know, what is it that um, is on your heart, Josh? And I was like, you know, I want people to know about you. I want people to learn about God and experience his love. And so mm-hmm. that's the spark that really got me going. Cause I was like, how do I do that then without shoving it into these people's faces yeah. um, without doing it through the way that I do it through church? Like how can I actually show who God is and like his love to them? And so that really sparked my interest. And that's when I decided um, that I wanted to go into Bible college mm-hmm. to like learn more about how to do that. And to do that, I want to understand more about God and the Bible and, you know, all the intricacies of theology, you know, theology and things like that. So that I can understand how to, um, how to teach people or lead people to mm-hmm. God more. So that was in a nutshell. Yeah. That's where I was like, wow, you know, I could do film anytime. I can mm-hmm. do music anytime. Those are really just tools. Um, yeah. And I was just reminded, but my heart is just to how, how do I help people um, come to know God more for themselves? You know, not that I, you know, make it so that, oh, you have to believe this, but really like, how can I show love to people and let them know, like, this is something that's real and that's real to me. And so that's why I wanted to be a church leader because I think I, God called me to it um, through all these experiences. And, and here I am, you know, kind of doing podcasts too, to kind of share my journey so that people can reflect and really think about what they think about. Which oh, yeah. is I think, the title of this, right? Think, yeah. thinking. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I mean, that's always a challenge. So that's that's why I'm a church leader now. I'm yeah. really excited to see what God does through it. Through it. So what do you think your specialty is like at the moment? Because I know I've I've gone to your services a couple of times. I know you sing and I know you do like technical stuff and you also mm-hmm. preach. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, what do you think you're going to be most used for? I think at this moment. Um, it's learning how to disciple people. Mm-hmm. And when I use the word disciple, because I know that's a very like Christian word too, mm-hmm. it's to kind of like we're doing, like you're you're like an SI, right? Supplement mm-hmm. instructor. And mm-hmm. so I feel like, which is kind of crazy too, I'm like a supplement, supple, supplement, supplemental, supplemental instructor yeah. for, for God, yeah. for Christ. And so helping people, to to learn about who God is through different learning styles um, and right now I'm not so much of just preaching and, and leading in song but really training too so okay. I'm kind of trying to figure out different ways to to train people who who themselves really want to know God more and want yeah. to share that love with other people too so leading by example myself mm-hmm. and then being able to train other people to to think critically on their own without just listening to what somebody else says. I think that's so important because it yeah. makes um, your truth that, yeah, stronger. Yeah, yeah. That you I, personally I think, believe in. I think a lot of churches um, um, like suffer from that where mm-hmm. we kind of just go and we kind of just listen and then we, we either accept it or we just like throw it away. Yeah. There's not a lot of like analysis. Right. Uh, or, or like, I don't like, I'll use the word scrutiny. Mm. Um, It it has, I guess that word has negative connotations to it, but really just like listening and absorbing and thinking about it and reading Mm. the scripture and actually like, uh, like 
testing it, right? Um, mm-hmm. Exactly. Scripture says, like, don't don't te- don't hate the prophets, but test all things. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's that's just that's a that's a verse that I really took to heart. Mm. That's a verse that really motivates me. Um, yeah. And I agree. Yeah, I'm just really glad to hear you hear you say that as a, as a <laughs> yeah, as like a youth leader, um, and as somebody who believes in the importance of education and the importance mm-hmm. of um, developing your critical thinking skills. Yeah, I think it's really important not to just uh, like. I think it's really important to to apply those in in your faith too. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing is like it's not just about talking about God, but like mm-hmm. in all things in your life, you know, yeah. like to internalize. Um, a simple understanding of your relationship with like your mom or your dad mm-hmm. or, or your conversations with your friends or with your boss, or your coworker, like mm-hmm. all those things play such a big part into like how you think and your beliefs and your theology. Um, and it, it, it makes you who you are. Yeah. And it's, yeah. So it's, it's thinking about thinking <laughs> yeah. and forming yeah. your identity. And I, yeah, I feel like people don't internalize it enough, um, mm-hmm. especially at church. Cause it's, I think part of it too is we also teach people like, oh, you know, you, sh- you need to have faith. So just listen to us and follow. Yeah. Um, but we take that, we take that, what do you call that? Literally? Um, yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Uh, do you, is the word you're looking for like literally, we take that literally or maybe we take it too far? Or we kind of take people's will or oh, like that control, you know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. kind of tell them, Oh, don't worry about it. Just kind of follow along. And we kind of take away their um, their ability to think for themselves in a sense. Yeah. 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 And then and then after a while they just follow and and they just listen to you for like so many years and then later on something happens and they're challenged, right? And they're mm-hmm. like, Whoa, why am I doing this? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Oh, I've been following this the whole time. And then it feels like a lie. And I've I've talked to those people before. I mean, I'm just, you know, thinking to myself, like, wow, you've done this for so long. And, and now you're like, second guessing it. Like, that's, yeah. that's so crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that I challenge myself with, too, right? Um, so it's just, yeah, we really have to like internalize things and really think about what we're thinking about, um, especially in, um, in just individual lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, just one, one last comment about that. It's, um, it's not an easy thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. We want to be in that place of like comfort, where yeah. we, um, we kind of just accept things and just and just run with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, like th- th- that's comfortable. That's yeah. comfortable. But I don't know if 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 that's where we should be. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. Because yeah. I I think a lot of people that I talk to, the reason why they're not comfortable mm-hmm. is definitely a pride thing. Yeah. Like, oh, don't tell me how to think or, um, you know, they have their own beliefs. And mm-hmm. if you tell them something that might be true, I mean, the truth can hurt really badly, mm-hmm. you know, and people can't accept that. And but how do you think through those things? Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely a lot of a lot of things that go into it. Yeah. But uh, Next question for you. Sure. Uh, so kind of along the, the lines, too, is, you know, can you kind of describe like your journey? So like how, how have you yeah. kind of you know, your values and how do you come up with um, how you think and how you see life and um, things like that? Yeah, so um, my journey, just for context, I, I was like, I was born to a pastor's daughter 
my mom was the choir director of our church for, for mm. a few decades, I think like about 20 years. Wow. And, and she had to stop because she, um, she took ill, she got breast cancer. Um, mm. okay. She had to kind of like put all that aside so that she could take care of herself. Um, my dad was a deacon for a while. And again, my grandpa was a pastor. So I was kind of just like born into it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So what ended up happening was um, I would just, they would just take me to church and I would just be at church and I would listen and I'd be like, okay, cool. God exists and he's watching and he has certain things that he wants us to do. And he has certain things that he doesn't want us to do. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And that's how I'm going to live my life. And that worked, that worked for a while. Um, and it still works now. Like that's, that's like, like, I don't know. That's like there's a foundation to it. That's the foundation to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, like moral, va- like, I don't know where else moral values can come from other than, other than God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say that from like a theological perspective, I say mm-hmm. that from a philosophical perspective, like, I don't know, like if, if God doesn't exist, I don't know where we're going to get our moral values from, but like, that's an mm-hmm. interesting conversation. <laughs> but, like, but the point is like, that's still, that's still essentially how it works. Like, yeah. Um, God exists. He has certain commandments for us and like mm-hmm. life is finding what they are and following them. Um, yeah, life is about being good and good is like what God wants us to do. Mm-hmm. But again, like t- that's a tangent. Um, yeah. Well, you're saying kind of those are the values that you kind of grew up with too. Yeah. Yeah. In the like, beginning, you didn't know whether it's something that, you know, you really believe in, but that's how you kind of learned it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. definitely like how I learned it. Um, it that kind of was just accepted. Uh, I've never been like um, a, an energetic, like jumping up and down um, <laughs> kind of person. And that's, that's definitely the kind of church that I grew up in. Uh, oh, we, okay. We're like, we are, uh, we're Pentecostal basically, like apostolic, mm-hmm. which for those of us that don't know what that is, there's, um, it's like very, very like, we were talking about charismatic, right? Yeah, charismatic. Yeah, yeah. Charismatic, evangelical. Like, um, there's different styles of learning, which is like audio based and and mm-hmm. music based. This is very much like hands-on worship. Like, it is jumping up and down and like mm-hmm. and yelling and stuff like that. So that's another yeah. part that I grew up around. Um, I grew up around that, and it was really like at first it was normal, and then it became kind of weird, and then it became fascinating. <laughs> um it's still something that i haven't like engaged in myself because again i do tend to be a very calm person yeah Um, i don't know why i don't know i don't know yeah Um, it's like that's how and that's just how you're wired yeah exactly yeah yeah um but in terms of my values i um i do like again a personality trait of mine i'm very curious Mm. um and i think that's why i ended up um becoming a philosophy major at this point mm. i just ask a lot of questions i like asking questions um and if things become uh uncomfortable i guess um mm-hmm. when you start to ask a lot of questions uh when it comes to your faith not not because it doesn't put a strain on the relationship with people in your church and stuff mm-hmm. like that um but when you're young and you have a lot of these questions that you aren't yourself ready to like capable or ready to answer yeah mm-hmm. then things just become confusing and things become weird and like yeah. your moral compass gets really weird yeah and this was happening uh well this was happening from a really young age 
Um, but like when I hit late high school and I went into college, that's when it really started. Like things started getting weird. Mm. Um, not bad. But late actually, huh? high school, college. Because usually, I mean, age group kind of wise, like high school is when you know the the students, the kids start to figure out their own like philosophies, right? Their own identity yeah. and things yeah. like that, and they kind of get into college. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. Um, I'm weird. But when I got into college, <laughs> I became like an anthropology major um, and anthropology, cultural anthropology specifically, which is like the study of humans and culture and stuff like that. And one of like, one of like the foundational beliefs of that field is cultural relativism and cultural relativism says that um, there is no like moral truth, no like objective moral truth, that moral truths are determined by the cultures that people live in. Mm. So again that is another uh, completely different conversation that like, <laughs> people debate on that still um, i'm no yeah. longer a relativist but like relativism is like relativism and um it doesn't really it doesn't tend to mix well with being um a christian because like mm. we were saying earlier like we as christians you do have to believe in like that one truth right mm -hmm. relativism says that there is no one truth so right. it's like, how, how can that work? Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it didn't, yeah. it didn't really work for me and it made things really difficult. Yeah. Um, but then I started going to, I graduated from Skyline and I started going to SF State. Mm. And at SF State, I was taking a bunch of philosophy classes for my electives. Um, and I still graduated as an anthropology major. I got my minor in philosophy and religion mm. from philosophy of religion. Mm -hmm. Um, but I started going to philosophy club and I brought my, um, my relativism into philosophy club and the philosophy majors just pour it down like immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. Um, because like on paper, it really, it really doesn't make any sense. And I know yeah. I'm here, but like, it's, it's very circular. Yeah. Because it says that there are no, there are no objectives. There are no objective truths. Mm -hmm. it's a statement that There are no objective truths is attempting itself to be an objective truth mm. so it falsifies itself right and there's just a lot yeah. of weird like wacky kind of like contradictions that relativism has yeah um, that a lot of people don't really realize which is concerning to me yeah relativism is like everywhere right now yeah it's, like, it's everywhere and i think um, the irony too is um that in itself is its own truth right yeah yeah that's yeah. <laughs> like that's kind of what they say too it's like wait how are you telling us the truth about not having truth when you just told us the truth <laughs> yeah, yeah. So about not truth like <laughs> wait wait something doesn't make sense yeah it's it's just weird it's it's like I, I like i think the reason it's so attractive is because um it leads to very um it leads to very tolerant thinking yeah it allows it, people to have their own truths yeah, yeah, like that's the big word, like my truth, right? Yep. Um, and like we live in a society with all these different cultures and different beliefs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It really does make sense to have like that, uh, the underlying like willingness to just accept whatever whatever their people believes, mm -hmm. other, whatever other people believe. Mm -hmm. right? And it, it makes things easier like socially and stuff like that. And it yeah. does definitely make people more accepting of other beliefs. Mm -hmm. uh, so then like, from that, uh, and I guess we, I can close this question with this because I know we're on a time constraint, but like. Mm -hmm. Oh, no worry. Don't worry about the kind time constraint. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, it's like, again, I think the reason it's so attractive is because it does lead to like tolerant thinking. Mm -hmm. But 
it's tolerance that's rooted in a very, very shaky, like, foundation. Like, yeah. relativism, like, it does not hold up to scrutiny. Like, it just mm -hmm. doesn't. So then you can't, because <laughs> that's what it, that's the rule to yeah, not yeah. hold it to scrutiny. Yeah, so you exactly. Can't, so so like, you can't scrutinize it. It makes people, like, this is, this is another thing that I, that I help people to learn in one of the classes mm -hmm. that I help teach in critical thinking philosophy 103 is like that's one of the first things that we learn to watch out for is relativistic mm -hmm. thinking it's in like chapter three of the book or maybe no it's in like chapter one of the book wow yeah right in the beginning yeah yeah um so just like watch out for it but the this whole thing with tolerance and tolerance from relativism mm -hmm. um like again i see where it's coming from and i see why it's so attractive um but um like i was i was listening to somebody speak on tolerance like a christian philosopher who i mentioned earlier uh, to you earlier yeah. off, off camera William yeah. Lincoln, he talks about this like what how can we still be tolerant um without being relativistic mm. and his answer was um we 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 motivate tolerance with love mm. uh, and i think that's like I don't know. That's the Christian way to do it. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. There's so many details and you know, what does that actually look like? And love can, let's just define love, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Some, that's a big one too. Like what, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but like, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I was just thinking as you're talking and, um, cause I see the same thing happen as a youth minister. I mean, I'm talking mm -hmm. to these kids and just the way that, they think is mm -hmm. so different, right? And yeah. um, I know we're like old people now. We're like, yeah. I'm at that point now where like, you're right. Like I am noticing like the generational differences even between yeah. like that's four years. In, mm -hmm. That's an entire high school education, mm -hmm. four years. Um, so yeah, I am old. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> or even like the students that you talk to. I mean, I have you like talked oh, yeah. to students and they're kind of in that area too, where it's like, wait, what's, what's wrong with that? Like I have my thoughts and different people have their own thoughts. Like, do you come across students like so, that? Um, in class, not yet. Not in the classes I run. Well, in, um, in the history class, yes. Oh, okay. Um, but not too much. And I think that's because people don't, Excuse me. Um, as the as I figure, like, I don't know, people maybe just don't want to like argue with me. It's happened mostly with oh. coworkers, actually. Um, like the students are very much there to learn. Like the students that I get are either yeah. the students that like, there's no in between. They're either the A students who uh, who just like enjoy the material or just like want to keep learning, or mm -hmm. they're the students who are utterly failing. So. Um, with the A students, they're usually on the same page with me when it comes to this. And then with the students who are failing, we don't have time to really have those conversations. I because see. I need to help them like get up to speed with 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 the tests and stuff like that. Oh. But again, yeah, with my coworkers, um, with my coworkers from Generation Z. Yeah. <laughs> so we, I have a lot of coworkers who are 18, 19, 20. Wow. Um, and um, I will be having, I'll be discussing. Um, like critical thinking with the other philosophy essay or with somebody else and people will listen to the or will hear the discussion from like across the room and they'll, they'll like chime in yeah they'll chime in and it doesn't seem to vibe with 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 a lot of people wow. um, and I, think, I think that's partly uh, a generational thing and i think that's yeah. partly like an environment thing because this place is i mean this it's like all over the colleges mm -hmm. relativism this my truth kind of thing mm -hmm. uh, 
luckily I haven't really had a lot of like heated discussions about it yet. Um, people, I can tell people don't really vibe with my, um, with my belief in like objective moral values. Mm -hmm. Because I, I do say that openly when I'm, when I'm like having these discussions yeah. and stuff like that, people are like, well, um, people, people say all the time, like good and bad is up to like, good and bad is in the eye of the beholder like yeah kind of like like it's not <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, kind of agree to like disagree and then there's just kind of yeah one yeah of those things like, too in a sense yeah and like we're at work so you can't really get too into it and stuff right like how um people like the body language will change yeah and just people don't don't agree with it yeah yeah i see it so ingrained in um, I say kids, but you know, there's so many people out there um, who kind of think that way too. And, you know, I think phrases like you do you, like it's so catchy, it's, yeah. you know, hashtagable and all that stuff, but the yeah. philosophical like understanding of what that really means, right. It just allows people to say, to use it as an excuse really. Right. And they say, well, you know, I can't change you. Yeah. So you do you, I do me, like, let's just go our separate ways. And it actually causes more separation in relationships right because then you start to say well you know you don't vibe with me so you know i'm gonna go find somebody else who does and i think just in our culture yeah. it separates societies really and they don't even see that it's the like the effect of it mm -hmm. and it's so important to know what you believe in right your truth yeah. and, um what do you like what do you talk about like I don't know, like genuinely, if, you, if we can't have, well, I guess this is just a personal thing, but like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like what, what if, if you're that close, it, it is, I, I feel like it is a little bit closed-minded, like it just like yeah. stops conversation, it yeah. really does, people can't, like what opinions can you hold? Yeah, um, and it takes like, away love, <laughs> it actually stops yeah. people from loving each other Yeah. unconditionally, yeah. and that's why like, you know, bringing it kind of back to God in a sense, like when you talk about moral compass, like you know, that's something to explore. I mean, where do we get it from? And if he's the one who created us and gives us the moral compass, then, you know, when you have that moral standard that God has, not that we can be as perfect as him, but, you know, if you start to understand it from there, it, it actually starts to make sense. Um, and you start to like see it, but you have to be open-minded about it too, which is kind of crazy. And so I think relativism like works if you can say, well, there's, there's one truth, but we can see how different people um, interpret it or how different people have their own perspectives of it, but we all should arrive at the same truth, right? Because that's the thing that brings life, that brings relationships mm -hmm. together, that, um, you know, can help you through the ups and downs of life. I mean, that's probably why the divorce rate is so high. I mean, like just the things like that, right? People not agreeing. Right. So it's just interesting. Yeah. Really fascinating. Yeah. Woo, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, yeah. It just helped me think of the generation next to where if things are so loose, then who's going to stand up and fight for what's right? If everybody's right. Well, that's the thing. No, one, nobody's going to know what, what right is. Yeah. And like people, like people aren't really gonna care <laughs> exactly uh, yeah, and we're in this world with like war like that means i mean i don't know if yeah. people have talked about that like oh does that eliminate wars because you got to live in the same place if you don't agree what are you gonna what are you gonna do you can't share space and 
you have to that's crazy yeah there's a lot of like there's a lot of scary consequences that um that like relativism kind of um can lead to mm-hmm. um, and i want to kind of like make clear too like we're not trying to tell people who do believe in those things that you're a terrible person or condemning it yeah yeah just want to like make sure too for everyone who's listening i think it's just the the challenge right to like you know think about it and what are Mm -hmm. the consequences let's let's play it out right and Mm -hmm. kind of see what happens and um that's kind of the reason why i want to bring it up too and i'm glad you brought up because it's like yeah let's look at what it really is you know and Mm -hmm. let it yeah and one thing i really believe in is you know truth is truth i mean Mm -hmm. you can run away from it you can argue it out but at the end of the day truth prevails it's it's gonna show itself and there's nothing you can do um you can avoid it you can close your eyes to it but if it's there it's there Mm -hmm. and so let's be objective to um, what's really happening too and give everything a fair chance i think is important yeah 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 and like i do want to say about relativism like um I, like I said, I do, I, I see where it's coming from and I have a lot of respect from, for the intention yeah. of it. Um, and I, I know that it comes from a place of like anti, uh, anti-colonialism and anti-imperialism right. and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. But it's kind yeah. of an overarching kind of almost blanketing thing. Cause there is, there is time for free thinking, yeah. right. For, for individualism and for, you know, having like your own truth and beliefs, but um, just being careful of how you use that, right? Um, when you yeah. start to impose into somebody else's boundaries, right? That's yeah. when it gets dicey. <laughs> <laughs>